Hey there, uh, Cave Comedy Radio fans. Um, you're about to listen to, uh, sex and other human activities. Um, my name is Bunky Houseman, and, um, I wrote in and, uh, got some advice from Jackie Marcus, and at first I thought it was great, and then, um, I fucking lost everything. Um, so if you could, uh, just know that their advice is for entertainment purposes only. You know, I lost my family, I lost my house. And, um, I lost my career, uh, which was hard to do. I was a professional gambler. I thought that would be a thing that they could help me do, and they did. Um, so if you have any questions or advice you need, just make sure you email cavecomingradio at gmail.com, ask for Marcus or Jackie, and, um, or maybe just say hello to Henry from last podcast on the list, because he needs, he needs your, your attention. He needs your affection. Um, so thank you, and enjoy sex and other human activities. Because we're not going to find anything. <laughs> maybe we can. Maybe we will. Maybe. Ma- maybe. Maybe we will. And, and in fact, I'm going to start off this sex and other human activities. I'm Marcus Parks. You're Jackie Zabrowski. I am. And I'm going to start off by saying we've been racking our brains for the last 10 minutes trying to find one fucking positive thing <laughs> to start off with, to talk about one positive fucking thing that's going on in our lives. And we just can't find it. The only positive thing that I got going on in my life right now is my brother's having another kid. And that's and that's yeah. wonderful. Congratulations, Charlie and Lindsay. It's going to be wonderful. They found out while they were uh, staying up here in uh, Brooklyn with, with me and my girlfriend. And it, they say it's possible that if it's a girl, they may name her Brooklyn. Aw, that's yeah. so cute. It's very, it's very cute. It's very cute indeed. So that's the only good thing going on in my life. But that's great. That's... <laughs> You know you're going to be an uncle, what, fifth time over? Uh, fourth. Fourth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With all all the other little weirdos. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. But everything else, I mean, it's the dog days of summer here in New York City. Uh, we just got through one of the worst heat waves that I've ever experienced. Uh, in in my, my life. In my entire life. And we're both from the South. Yeah. I'm from Texas. You're from Florida. We're from horrible climates. So one of the worst that I've ever been through. I really, I have never had, and like I used to, I used to really study the weather a lot. You know, I was a meteorology major for a year before I realized you had to, you know, do math. There's a lot of math. <laughs> but I really love the weather. And I have never been so drastically affected by weather in my entire life. Me neither. It was about 10 days of feels like temperatures of over 100 straight, even at night. It was a hundred, feels like 110 one yeah. day. And the, on that day, I had a full-on panic attack in uh, the old studio. Uh, I have, We have to admit, if, if things sound a little bit different, it's because we've moved into a new studio here at the Creek in the Cave. It's a bit of a larger room, haven't quite got it soundproofed yet, so there's a bit of an echo. But I'll tell you what, man, I couldn't spend one more day in that small, small, tiny little hot Not coffin. Not air-conditioned room. Not Every ventilated. time, yeah. It meant, it meant. Like, yeah, I felt like a coffin every time we do. We haven't done this podcast in two weeks. I think it was part of the reason, especially if you're like, this is so heavily based on how we're feeling and mm-hmm. our feelings that feeling emotions inside of a coffin <laughs> makes me want to slit my wrists. <laughs> because afterwards, I would just go home. Uh, it's, it's panic attacks. Yeah. That's my problem, too, is it's been every night. I've been so stressed out lately. I've been. 
with a lot of things. And when I'm stressed out, which I've talked about before, I'm heavily prone to panic attacks, especially when I can't sleep. And I haven't been able, like, air conditioner wasn't working that well, so it was really hot in the room, and I wasn't able to sleep, and I would look at the clock, and I would have a panic attack. I would wake up in the middle, I would have a dream, I would wake up, I would be having a panic attack. Mm. And I was having, like, two or three panic attacks a night throughout the entire heat wave. God damn. And I wasn't sleeping, and Henry came in to visit me at work one of the days, and I don't have air conditioning in my work either. I will we do, but, like, barely. And I was covered in sweat, I've been working crazy hours, and he comes in to see me. He's like, how are you doing? Because I look terrible. And I just burst into tears <laughs> in front of everyone. I just burst into tears because I just couldn't handle it. Yeah. This heat is too much, man. And everyone was mean. Everyone was in a bad oh place. Oh, my God. This, this city was, uh, this is one of those weeks that really makes you question why we live here. Uh, and I say every year around this time in both summer and in the dead of winter around, say, January or February, that's when people break. That's when people say, all right, I'm leaving. Fuck it. I'm done. I'm literally doing I'm, that. I, I, am, I am done. I need to leave New York City right now. I have a plane to Florida at 6.35 a.m. tomorrow morning, oh, literally. I'm so fucking jealous. I man. had, I couldn't do it. I, I I bought it like two weeks ago. I was just like, I, if I don't get out of here, I'm never, I'm going to leave and I'm never going to come back. So I need to get out of here so I can go remember how much I hate Florida mm-hmm. for like four or five days and then come back and be like, New York, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't mean it. Man, I've got to wait till uh, September for mine. Uh, Going back to Texas in September, which isn't that far away, but it's also a lifetime away. Yes. It just takes so long because I think New York City, more than any other city in the United States, needs... You need breaks. You have to get out of here. It gets. I'm having hardcore claustrophobia right now. Yeah. Not just in the studio, but I'm having it at home. I'm having it just in smaller rooms. I just feel it. I feel this intense pressure on me, and I feel like I'm about to fucking break. And the panic attack that I had the other day was so strong and so fucking scary for me because the last... Uh, break that I had, I uh, it starts, my breaks, my psychological breaks start with panic attacks. Uh, they start with that feeling that you can't breathe with, my, with your entire body, feeling completely tensed up, and it fucking terrified me because that panic attack was exactly like the ones that I had during my biggest one. Uh, I haven't felt a panic attack like that in eight years, oh. and it scared me. So fucking much. I couldn't. I cannot tell you how much that panic attack fucking terrified me. Uh, and it went on for a few days. That that fear, like that absolute fear, because I don't get like small. Like I don't get like panic attacks throughout. I get like it's more. It's not so much as like an earthquake yeah. that lasts for a while. So as much as it's a volcano. Or a tornado yeah. that comes through, it's huge, it destroys everything, and then it's gone. And it's out. Yeah, but it's it's gigantic, it's fucking huge, and it makes me want to fucking die. It really does, and and I'm still shaking, I'm still a little terrified, and I'm still not on my, uh, on my fucking A-game, because I'm terrified that things are going to fall apart again. Yeah. I really am. I understand. 
I'm scared to go to sleep. Mine are exactly the opposite way where it's more like a throbbing mm-hmm. where it's like it'll swell up, swell up and like and then like it feels like my my chest, my like heart's about to explode out of my chest and I can't breathe and I get like the tingles only in my left arm and I always mm. think that I'm having a heart attack. God damn. I always and then it goes away and I'm like, "Okay, all right." And there'll be a few hours, especially like during the sleeping, and then it will just swell up again, and like, and I just feel it come on, and it's like it really is. It's almost like seizures, and it's just yeah. over, and it like I gotta get it. It's part, also, it's part of breaking the cycle. Yeah, like it, it's also what you have to do, even though you can't get out of the city right now, because a lot of people feel this, especially exactly in extreme temperatures and things like that. You have to do something different. Yeah, you got to do. You have to take a day. A day that you're not usually off, you do. You gotta break it. You gotta get out. Go, go, take, get on the fucking Metro North. Go, <laughs> get on for thirty minutes and get off and just be outside of it. Hmm. You know, I think that you should do that. That's interesting. I think that's a damn good idea. And right? it's so hard to put your life like that's part of the problem though. And then it's like, but when am I gonna have time to do that? Because that's how you think. Yeah. When we're in these fucking, it's like that's how I've been literally just like. Ah! Like I like yelling like I out of control, but then you know it really is true. I have I honestly haven't even thought about that either <laughs> because until right now, where it's just gotta get out of the city. Yeah, and even like even if you're not in New York, you could be anywhere and feel that way. Just get in the car and drive somewhere. That's what I miss about being able to drive. See, I used to have that too. Where if I when I would get those feelings in Lubbock, I would just drive. Mm-hmm. I would drive 6 hours to Dallas and mm-hmm. stay with some friends of mine just to get out, just to fucking go. And I had that power then. Don't have it now. No. I don't have the money to get a zip car or a rental car or something like that. Like that's you know, just don't have that. And even if like taking a train somewhere, it still feels like because you're take we take the train all the time, right? And it still feels like you're in the same fucking bullshit, in the same thing. I got to get a car. Yeah, yeah. I want to get a car too. <laughs> let's get let's, let's get, get a car. Let's get cars. Can we? No, we should get a cave comedy radio car. Ooh, it could be an old station wagon. With yeah, wood that would paneling. be a lot of fun. We can all drive it places. We can do like. Podcasts in other places. If you, any of, if any of our listeners out there has a car that you just want to give us, <laughs> you know, I know you got one. I know you got a car. I know you got an extra car. CaveComedyRadio@gmail.com. You'll get hugs from all of us. Oh yeah, man! You can come with us on all our beach trips. Yeah, beach, beach. What, what? what, what? <laughs> that's fun look we just laughed yeah we just laughed that's great that's, that's true that's, that's really that's good that's great that really makes me happy that we laughed a little bit there because i don't think i've laughed all day no me neither <laughs> <laughs> so that's fine i really really haven't but this is great it um, is. it's fun this is fun this is fun <laughs> I am having fun right now. All right, let's get to our first letter. All right. I know we haven't resolved anything, but Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you for listening. I just and needed it was- to get it. That's really what, like, we're trying so hard. It's like, I just got to get, I just talk. Yeah. Because I haven't been able to talk to anyone because my chest has been hurting so bad that I just, I've been doing a lot of, like, leave me alone. Yeah. My <laughs> teeth hurt really bad from uh, grinding. Grinding them. them. Yeah. Yeah, oh my, yeah, my entire right side of my fucking teeth feel like they're gonna fall out. Yeah, Doug woke me up last night 
because uh, he thought I was awake, and he's like, are you all right? And I'm like, I- I'm fine, because I was actually asleep, and it was because I was openly crying in my sleep. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's, I think I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the first letter. And if any of you out there have any questions or comments for us, write to us at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com and we will answer all of your queries. Or if you just want to say something nice, any of those, we don't care. Just say hello. All right, our first email is from a girl from South Florida. Uh, What shall we call her? Hmm. Mm, Beverly. Beverly. Actually, that's perfect right? for this for this question because I have a friend named Beverly who is of the same sexual orientation as this uh-huh. woman. Uh-huh. So this girl's 19. It's a very long letter that she wrote to us. Very long. But there was a lot of information that I think she felt like she needed to get out and it sounds like she just needed to fucking vent a little bit. Which we understand completely. Which we completely understand. So this girl has been in a relationship for the past three years with a woman that she calls Beth. Beth had, uh, went into the military and that's, it sounds like that is when Beth started cheating on our girl Beverly uh, multiple times. And of course, every time Beverly took her back. It went back and forth, back and forth. This uh, Beverly would, your uh, Beth would cheat on Beverly in Afghanistan, cheated on her in Korea, uh, and then finally they uh, eventually Bev- or Beth came back to Beverly and they got married. Um, who knows why? She said, "This is going to be you know, this is the last time. I promise, I want to be with you. I want to be with only you." Well, also, you. you. I mean, it's insane. Like sometimes. Some of the most toxic people are the most seductive, manipulative people. You've, you've, I'm sure you've been in a relationship with people like that before. Oh God, yes. I have too. Where it's like you find yourself, you're like, what, 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 what am I doing? <laughs> Why am I doing this? Yeah. You know. But you still do it. Yep. And you keep going. And that's why. And ever, I feel like, unfortunately, most of us have been there before. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, and so. She does all sorts of fucked up things to her. She tells her that, and you know, after they get married, she cheats on her again and tells her the only way uh, that things that I'll call you more and the only way that our relationship is going to get better is if you lose weight. She said she ended up losing 30 pounds. Uh, and uh, Yeah. And uh, she said she ended up losing 30 pounds and worked her ass off and, and uh, posted pictures all over Facebook for her to be proud and no calls. Uh, and then she broke up with her two months later. Um, and then she, of course, this girl was, she stopped eating. She was depressed. Uh, and then this girl gets back from Afghanistan. The girlfriend gets back from Afghanistan. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. And that's when they get married, actually. They get married after she comes back from Afghanistan. And then this girl goes to Korea and... Um, starts hanging out with the lesbian group there and finds a girl that um, essentially just wants to fuck all the time. And our girl Bev finds out that her girlfriend Beth had been cheating on her, so she finally says, fuck it, go away. I don't want to live with you anymore at all. I don't want to be with you. I want a divorce. Apparently Bev or Beth won't give her the divorce. 
won't break up with her. Nothing like that. And uh, so Bev says that she has been on her own for eight months now. She moved to Missouri from South Florida for her uh, wife. Um, so now she's just in Missouri. God, she just jumped from the pot into the fire <laughs> of the United States of America as well. And so here's what she says. She says, she refuses to get a divorce and is trying so hard to work things out with me and I just can't do it. After all she put me through, I've lost all trust and don't believe anything she says and actually am so haunted by that relationship that I expect everyone to be just like that. I have serious anger problems most people don't know because I keep them hidden on the inside but all day long I battle out these issues of rage and trust in my mind and I have seen therapists, but no one knows what to ever fucking tell me. It angers me. I feel so stuck and have no idea what to do with my life, how to cope with this traumatic experience that I'll be fine, and then all of a sudden I won't, and I don't want people to know how messed up in the head I am from this. I want so bad to have hope and faith in humanity and that people are not all that bad, but it's so hard. I feel like so many people are just out to get something from me, and I spend most of my time alone decompressing from the emotional stress I deal with every day that I feel like I have no life. I am miserable, and by no means do I ever want to go back to Florida. I don't mind staying here. I just want to get my happiness back and to not fight these issues of anger all the time and to meet people who aren't just out to get something from me who are genuine, peach, who are genuine people, which I know are so hard to find. Trust issues definitely are something that will take a long time to get over. Yeah, especially when you're 19. The the main thing definitely to tell yourself is that every you have to remember that every person is different. I struggle with trust issues myself, especially I understand with the rage and especially with not eating and thinking that things are never going to be right again because of the toxins that this person had put into your life and i know that you say that you're fine with staying there and you don't want to move back to florida you got to get out of there though yeah i think that you need to distance yourself from this person and the environment in which you had a life together completely i get that man that's very good advice just get the fuck out of there you can go if you can go from south florida to missouri you can go from missouri to indiana oh yeah or missouri to Georgia, wherever. And I guarantee you... need to... And not even Missouri, the whole state. You could just go to a different city in Missouri. I mean, I think there's just St. Louis, and that's about it. But is there any other cities in that fucking state? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) What I do think, though, is that the... I think the first step is... You said that you moved there for her. It seems like you've done... That a lot of your time and your decision-making has been based on her. Yeah. And I think it's time for you to start making decisions for you to better you and to do what you want to do. And that's the best part is that you are able to move wherever you want to go. Now send her fucking divorce papers. Yeah. Get her out of your life. You have to have to get her out of your life completely and no contact. You can't be friends with this girl. She doesn't deserve your fucking friends. She Exactly. She doesn't deserve anything from you. You owe her nothing. She owes you a lot. Like and the hardest she's, part, she's going to keep coming back. Yeah, she's going to keep coming back. Shit, you may even have to change your phone number. Who knows? But you got to get away from this woman as you got to get away from her as quickly as you possibly can. And it's hard because those are like your formative years. Yeah, she's too. been with her from she was with her from like sixteen to nineteen. It's and it sounds like that this girl that uh, Beth was older. 
because this of all course this manipulative. Stuff, yeah, and that's why she dates someone that's younger because she knows exactly how to fucking get you in her claws. Exactly, and she had been because uh, the way it sounds is since they had been together for so long and all of this drama with the military, uh, it's obvious that you know that they're not the same age. Because if Bev was the same age as Beverly as uh, Beth, then they would have. Uh, I don't know. That would have started when both of them were about 18 or so. You don't go from Afghanistan to Korea and then back to Afghanistan and all that in a period of like a year or two. This girl was obviously older than Argo Bev. And it's fucking awful. She's put you through the ringer. And man, I mean, it's so hard. Like you said, going through your formative years and this much bad shit happens when marriage starts getting involved, saying like you're making a lifelong commitment at 18 and let me tell you, people, the amount of people that get married at 18 that survive, the, or the amount of relationships that survive from that, it's so fucking small. The yeah. only reason why that worked when, uh, way back in the day, decades ago, is because women weren't allowed to leave. Exactly. They didn't have an option. Yeah, they had We no- have the freedom now. <laughs> like, yeah. we've worked for the freedom. And not that I'm, I don't see marriage as a prison. I don't see it as something. But I do see it as a commitment yeah. that is not easily. And, of course, at the time, I'm sure you thought this was a good idea that it would probably, like, Unfortunately, a lot of people think it's the same with like having a kid that like maybe she won't cheat on me anymore if we're married. But a lot of people don't see marriage as an actual commitment. I think she did that to keep you from leaving. For exactly. Like she wanted exactly. To, she had to show you somehow that she wasn't going to cheat on you anymore and that she was going to be good and fly straight and be 100% totally committed to you. And she thought that if you got you guys got married, then you would believe her. And you did. And there's nothing... And it's not your fault that you believed her. Uh, it is No, because you were being brainwashed. Yeah. You were being completely brainwashed. You were being manipulated by this horrible fucking person. Like, this is not your fault. But I think at this point... If you do get back with her at any point after this, it will be your fault. Yes. You must take responsibility for this. You have to open your eyes. Yeah, you have to open your eyes. You have to take responsibility for this right now and get her the fuck out of your life forever. I think that especially it seems like you've been battling with her. It's not like you are weak-willed. Like you are strong enough to do this. There are just people in our lives that are that have like psychopathic tendencies yeah that are that like to absorb other people into themselves because that gives them power yeah and the what she's doing to you that just feeds her and feeds her and you gotta fucking kill that monster yeah man. and the only way to kill it is to stop giving her what she wants and you know i know it's hard to think about meeting other people and being able to trust them but uh, but also really do remember that most people are not that ill. No, the vast majority of people aren't that ill. Like the most, most people are just fine. And like, especially, I would say definitely don't move on to a relationship anytime soon, but work on it with friends. You know, it's not like when you start dating someone, it's hard to be like, hey, I'm really, I got a lot of guards up. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of guards up around my heart, but you can say that to friends and it's easy to start working on that. By meeting people and becoming friends with more people and reaching out and being like, will you help me learn how to trust again? 
basically. Mm-hmm. Because forming good friendships will help you in letting those guards down a bit. And you will get over this. And she's, yeah. you're saying that you have a lot of anger issues that are going on. And these anger issues are, I mean, what you're angry at more than anything is yourself. Right. Like you're angry at yourself for being duped over and over again by this horrific fucking cunt. And I understand that completely. Who wouldn't understand that? Anyone who's gone through this sort of relationship understands that you love this other person so much and they've made you love them. They've manipulated you into loving them. So when they fuck up and when they fuck you over, you get angry at yourself. Right. You turn that emotion inward because you can't put it at them. Right. You turn it all inward and you get so fucking mad at yourself and you get mad at the world because those people have made it where you can't get mad at them. They have a reason. They have an excuse. They have this. They have that. And they make it where you cannot get angry at them. So you get angry at everything else. You get angry at the world. You get angry with yourself and you're fucking miserable. You have to get over that. You have to fucking move on from that. Also recognize the fact of what she did to you is, again, like Marcus had said, it will be your fault if you take her back later on, but it had nothing to do with you. It really didn't. She was just so selfish and in her own world that when you hate yourself, like you didn't make her do those things. Yeah, You know, it wasn't a fault of yours that she was doing that to you. You were just as, you know, it, love is blinding. Yeah. Unfortunately, like when you really feel like you love someone, you, your head just like, like just twitches shit around inside of you. And you just think these things. And when you say it out loud, then like you realize, wait a second, this isn't my fault. Yeah. And like, yes, you're miserable and you're not eating. And believe me, I understand that. Especially like, I don't know if you were big. I have complete crazy weight issues and then losing weight for someone else. Remember that you didn't do that for her. You did that for you. Yeah. And in not eating, don't see it as a, oh, I'm looking good and it's better this way. You don't look good when you're not eating, just even though you're losing weight. And when you're sad, because when I'm my saddest, I'm my thinnest and I look bad Yeah, because I'm not doing it right. You're not doing it right. Your face looks bad. Yes. Like you're, you got bags under your eyes. They're sunken in the back of your head. You just look sickly. Like you look sickly. You look like you're sick and hungry all the time. You just have this fucking, I'm not talking about you specifically. No, but I mean, I did though. Yeah. I looked, I did. I look at the pictures now and at the time I was like, yeah, I'm looking good. Like I'm ready to go fuck a bunch of other dudes. But it's like, look at pictures now. It's like, I just looked sad. Yeah. And desperate. Yeah. Well, I was. <laughs> but just remember that, too, when it comes to depression and anorexia, which fat people can have anorexia, too, when they're depressed, you mm-hmm. know? And I think that people get weirded out by that. But make sure to keep that in check. And remember that you're worth it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, today, unfortunately, I think we have to have a, a short episode but we will get to uh, more questions next week when we record once more. If you have any questions for us, write to us at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer them. We're not professionals. No. But we will definitely do our best 
Or just fellows and crazy, man. Yep. We're all fellows and crazy. That's all we are. So if you got any crazy or sex or anything, I mean, I don't think we've read a letter about sex in like three months. Despite sex being in the title. Yes. But. uh, Screw it. Fuck it. Literally. (laughs) And then write us about it. Absolutely. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Talk to you next week.